Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams. I'm the founder and one of the co-hosts of the Other Side of the Firewall podcast. Uh, So I decided to make this video because I'm asked quite frequently on social uh, media, how did I pass the test and what tips do I have to pass along? Uh, And I have no problem with passing those tips along, but I was like, you know what? Let me make a product that I can push out to people um, when they ask that question or just passively if they listen to our podcast or follow our YouTube channel. So I decided to make a video of the eight tips that I pass along to people in passing the CISP. So what makes me qualified to to talk about passing the CISP? Well, I passed it myself uh, and I've taken it twice. So a lot of people won't tell you that they've taken it more than one time. Uh, The pass pass rate is extremely low. Uh, When I was studying the first time I took it back in 2019, the stats stated that it was around 20% pass rate. So you have to think, out of all the people taking it, uh, not many people are passing it the first time. So I want to make sure these are really realistic study tips as well as not too expensive, right? Because you're already going to be spending a lot of your time studying for this exam, but I want you to spend a lot of money as well. Um, so before we get into it, please like, share, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that bell. All those things, like let me know that this was worth your time, as well as if you want to uh, have me elaborate or if you want me to talk about other certifications that I've passed and pass those tips along as well. Um, so what else makes me uniquely qualified to talk about this, right? So I have 18 years of IT experience, uh, 10 of which are in network and infrastructure, so Cisco and Juniper systems, uh, as well as another eight in the cybersecurity uh, mostly in defense realm. Uh, I have my master's in cybersecurity and information assurance. I've passed the CISP and have a CISP. Uh, I also have a PMP or project management professional. I have my CEH, certified ethical hacker. I have my CCNA, certified Cisco network admin, uh, CompTIA SEC plus and NetPlus. Uh, and at this time, I'm currently prepping for the computer hacking forensics investigator or CHFI. And we'll soon start a course uh, called the GAC Certification Forensics Analyst, or GCFA. So aside from that colossal flex, um, what's more important about all these credentials is that I've had the experience. I've taken this test not once, but twice. All 150 questions, both times. So it was a very, very, very hard test. Don't get that twisted. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Like, oh, I passed it. I only studied for seven days. That person has a wealth of knowledge in passing this test. It's not something you could just uh, kind of phone home. You know, there's no abracadabra uh, when it comes to this test. Uh, it's one of those tests that is very, very detailed in its, in its uh, questions and the answers. Uh, some of them are, are both right. If not, three of these are right answer. However, you need to answer it as though you're a CISP, not as a technician. And that's where the, the difference between passing and failing comes from. 
So how do you become eligible? So candidates must have a minimum of five years uh, of cumulative pay work experience in two or more of the eight domains. And you can shave some of that time off by having a four-year degree and or by having another ISC squared uh, credential can mitigate some of that time. Again, in my case, it was all work performance that got me there as well as you're gonna need a sponsor, uh, someone who can vouch to say that you have uh, experience in those domains and that you are a qualified candidate. And that person has to be a CISP as well. So definitely reach out to all your CISP friends. Uh, so what's the exam like? Like I said, it's very, 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 very hard. <laughs> Not to scare you, but just to let you know, uh, the, the test is very well written as well to its credit. Uh, so it's it's not as though the questions are poor or the answers are poor. It's like, here is a very detailed description of the problem. And as a CISP, which one of these four, sometimes all four correct answers is the best answer um, to either fix or remediate or um, continue the process to get me whatever problem uh, fixed. So test is hard. I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna front. Uh, so what are my tips? Let's, let's jump to my tips, right? So eight tips. Tip number one, attend a week long boot camp. So I said, I was trying to save you money. You can't really skip on this. Like, it's not that you need the boot camp. You could study on your own, but it, it will help you hone into those areas that you're weak in. So uh, the test is eight domains. Uh, it's it's a, a mile wide and an inch deep. So you will have a lot of information that you have to uh, put in your brain. And then when you come to and take the test, you will have to be able to pull it out of your brain and answer it as a CISP. So again, the boot camp just helps. Uh, it's a fire hose approach. You're gonna get a lot of good information. Uh, you're gonna get too much information. And then you're gonna have to take that information and continue to follow it away while dumping more information on top of it. Uh, in my case, I took the boot camp in Tampa, uh, I believe with New Horizon, uh, my employer paid for it. So that's pro tip. If you can get your employer to pay for the, the boot camp and the voucher, pursue it, do so. Uh, it, it'll only benefit the company at the end of the day. And then it'll help them to promote you uh, within the company as opposed to having to find another CISP outside. They can grow one within and that money be well spent and it'd be a lot cheaper to do it that way. So again, mine was with New Horizon. I believe my instructor was uh, Matt Grimes. He, depending on when you watch this video, he may or may not still be uh, an instructor there, uh, but phenomenal instructor, very knowledgeable military vet. Um, and I uh, can't give him enough kudos. Uh, after the class, he checked in with us just to give us that nudge like, hey, are you getting ready for the test? Hey, how's study going? Hey, did you take the test yet? You know, things of that nature, just trying to see where we're at, see where our head was at. So I really appreciated it. Uh, tip number two, skim the official common body knowledge or CPK in all the areas uh, at first. And then again, especially in the areas you struggle in. Uh, so I learned very quickly is I thought I knew everything I am. I did not. That was one of my weakest domains. Uh, so I definitely had to go back in there and then tighten up on all that information. And then just the clarification, because the way they ask the uh, the questions, they definitely make sure you're knowledgeable of each area. Uh, tip number three, read the ISC squared CISP official study guide cover to cover. It's going to put you to sleep. 
uh, don't read it while laying down because it will put you out or you'll drop the book on your forehead. Uh, it is a lot of material, but you have to do it. And uh, like I said, just cover to cover. Like you're not trying to absorb every single word, but you're definitely trying to absorb as much of it as possible. So there's no getting around it. Uh, tip number four, read the 11th hour CISP study guide. I did it twice. So the 11th hour is a really good study guide. It's pretty thin. Uh, I think it's about 25 bucks on Amazon. Um, I didn't pay that. I bought a used copy for like $12. Uh, and it's just something that you read passively. Like, so when I would take my sons to the barbershop, I'd read it. Um, when I would be on my lunch break, I'd read it. I just would try to absorb as much as I could, ask some really good questions to uh, ensure that you're absorbing the knowledge. And uh, it's just a really good tool to aid you in your study. Uh, then we have tip number five, watch the Kelly Hinderhan, that's H-A-N-D-E-R-H-A-N, Cybrary CISP course. I did it twice. So you can see a theme. I do most things twice, right? Uh, I'm type person where I like to, to go cover to cover, absorb as much as I can, then try to process it and then go back in and brush up on those areas that uh, I feel like I'm weak in that I didn't quite grasp. Uh, that way I can get a complete picture of what I've been studying. So uh, with her course uh, on Cybrary, very good. Uh, the production value is very minimalistic. Like literally it's like, uh, it's her speaking uh, to the class. It's got some bullet points on there and then she just dives in really deep into to areas such as like crypto and, uh, I am and uh, every domain, but those are the ones where I really needed help. And then she really got in there pretty deep. So I watched her, her series twice. I believe it's still free. Uh, number six, uh, I watched the Larry Greenblatt. So that's G-R-E-E-N-B-L-A-T-T. -T. Uh, his CISP practice questions with Spock and Kirk. So it's a series, it's very clever. It's actually really funny. Uh, he does spot on impressions of Spock and Kirk. And the whole thing behind it is, uh, so we, it, most people, even if you're not a Trekkie like me, you know who Kirk is, right? He's the captain of the ship. So he ultimately makes the call. However, he leans on Spock to give him the logical explanation of why each answer is right or wrong. And like I said, a lot of these answers on this test are correct, but are you a technician or are you a CISP? Do you know what you're talking about? Because yeah, every now and then there will be a, a, an answer where you're like, that, is, that doesn't make any sense. But it's not like a normal test where two out of four of these are completely wrong. That's not the CISP test at all. You have to be knowledgeable. So uh, it's really clever. It, it really, if you really pay attention to it, it really explains the methodology behind the test. And then uh, when uh, Spock runs into two answers that could be right, he then goes to Kirk and Kirk gives him the gut answer. This is how I feel the uh, the process should go or this is how I feel the answer should be. And he just goes with his gut. And you're going to be doing a lot of going with your gut when it comes to this test. Because again, it's very difficult. Okay, tip number seven. Uh, so it doesn't really matter uh, which video series you watch for your Q&A, but I used the Pearson Views Complete CISP video course, and I answered all of their domain challenge questions. So you can find a lot of these type of uh, series on YouTube. Uh, just make sure that you're challenging your understanding of what you're reading. So 
try to find a series that has uh, the um, video tutorials on like, hey, this is this domain, this is what this means, and then follows up with questions. So that way you're getting one for one uh, in the, the challenge of your knowledge. So I don't think crossing the streams will work, like doing the CBT nuggets and the Pearson View uh, challenge questions or um, doing uh, any cross mix like that. Like I would just stick with one series. So I know, I know CBT Nuggets is phenomenal. Uh, I didn't have access to it at the time. I know uh, Fed VTE, also great source. Uh, I use the Pearson View through O'Reilly. So if you're a uh, DOD member, you get uh, O'Reilly for free. Uh, similar to the, like, uh, it's very similar to Safari is what it used to be. And now it's O'Reilly Books. Um, you also have, um, what's another good one? You have uh, Thor, I want to say. I think I think it's T-H-O-R. Uh, and SysP course is a really good one. Uh, but I went with Pearson View because it's the one I had at the time, and it was free. So, again, try to be as cheap as you can be because you're going to be spending so many hours studying for this test. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I watched Kelly Hinderhand. So, again, I watched one of her series, Why You Will Pass the SysP Video. So this is another YouTube video. Phenomenal. Uh, I recommend if you're only going to watch it once, watch it the night before or the morning of the test. Uh, I watched it twice. Again, I like to do things twice, right? But I watched the Spock video again before I took the test, and I watched her why I will pass uh, before the test. And uh, if, if it's not just for affirmation that you are doing a good job studying, uh, it also reinforces the difference between being a CISP and being a technician. So you're no longer a technician you pass this test, you are a CISP, how do you answer these questions? Like, yes, some of the answers will be technical, but is that what you should be doing? Or should you be doing the CISP managerial thing? And she kind of dives in deep on what that methodology is and helps you to understand how to answer these questions uh, that they're be posing to you. So those are my eight tips. Uh, again, everybody's different. Uh, some people can pass in seven days. That was not my uh that wasn't my truth. It took me uh, four months. So I, I test the first time in three months. Uh, again, all 150 questions punched me in the face. Um, and then uh, I spent another month trying to figure out, or not trying to figure out, because they tell you what domains you you, uh, you didn't do well in, but just trying to make sure I, I, I understood those uh, and then reinforced the ones I already understood because I didn't want to lose that knowledge either. So three months, took the test. Uh, was unsuccessful, uh, came close because I did see all 150. However, uh, you have to get that, that magical 700 out of 1,000. So I went back in, I did another month of training basically. Uh, and then I came back and I smashed it. I'm kidding, I didn't, it, it still beat me up, but I passed. That's all that matters. You just want to pass, all right? Just passing is uh, challenging enough. Don't put pressure on yourself to get 1,000 out of 1,000 because it's not realistic. But Follow those tips and you do well. If you want more videos like this, please, please, please like, subscribe, share with your friends, hit the bell if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening to our podcast, it should pop up as an episode. Again, the podcast is The Other Side of the Firewall. Uh, it can be found on any platform that you listen to your podcast. We now have a YouTube channel also called The Other Side of the Firewall, where you found this video at. Uh, please let us know. If uh, you like the material, and then let me know if you want me to do a PMP one, a CCNA one, I do CEH. Hopefully soon I'll be able to do GCFA. 
uh, in uh, the uh, CHFI, uh, SecPlus, NetPlus, any of those things. Like, I just want to share my knowledge with you. Uh, obviously, no test compromise, but I have plenty of tips. At least seven, eight points per uh, video is what I'll give you, and I'll save you some money. So with that being said, good luck. I wish you the best, and uh, please come back and uh, visit our page. Peace. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.